0: This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson-Burns, writer and the protagonist of Heroin Training. Joining me today for our campfire episode is my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life?
1: Hi, Zandra. My art life is curious right now. Um... We, when we started this (laughs) quarantine times, um, I had such an amazing opportunity to like experiment with different mediums this year. I've, um, because the film industry has basically been on, on hold. (laughs) I, you know, I was able to like, do some YouTube videos, try out ASMR. We had our first live podcast episode uh, last week. And, um, you know, I did some fine art for like a gallery that the show is just wrapping up. And I basically, I got to try a bunch of things that I wouldn't normally have time for or maybe motivation for in my art life. But I've, you know, wrapped a couple of things now. And unfortunately, the sad truth is, California is having a huge spike in COVID cases and the likelihood of, like, being on a union set in the next few months is low. Um, So I have some space in front of me now. And I don't have a project that I'm, like, actively working on or starting or invested in outside of my normal maintenance of podcast patreon etc so my art life is curious because i feel very ready to start something new and i have a couple ideas but i have not jumped into anything yet so i'm i'm giving myself time to think and dream but i feel ready for a new project And I am just curious to where my inspiration will take
0: me next. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm, I'm picturing you, like, at the edge of the diving board. How will you choose? What are you listening for for your next project?
1: Gosh, I love that question. What am I listening for? I think part of it is just the sensation of it not feeling like work, um, like, rather than, okay, here's an idea, and what do I need to do to map it out, and, you know, what's the timeline on it, and uh, what do I need to study, like, I, I'm interested in in whatever idea sparks me just starting, because that's usually the right way to go, it's it's um, whatever sparks of a feeling in me that makes me just launch into it, Rather than stressing about product,
0: about outcomes and timelines, it's such a a feeling thing and a a tone thing as well, just hearing in your voice the difference between, okay, here are the things I have to do, versus a spark. Exactly.
1: And, you know, that's so much because of our show and what I've learned from talking about this every week.
0: Look how you've grown.
1: (laughs) Look how I've grown. And um, this is quite related to our topic for this episode, so we have a bunch of stories that we're going to share from our listeners about what they've been creating and how they've grown in this time. So I I might even be inspired by some of the things that they share. We'll see. Um, But as we get ready to hear more from our listeners, I have to ask you, birthday girl, how is your art life?
0: Oh, well, thank you. I'm still celebrating my birthday week. Yes, Yes, you are. (laughs) It's Leo season. I'm going all out. And I, I really relate to what you just shared as well. My art life is glittering because I have been saying no and letting go to a lot of things lately. And we talked a lot about this last week on our live show about my decision to leave social media and how good and freeing that feels. And it's, I I get on a roll about, okay, what else can I let go of? What else isn't working? This feels so good. Delicious. And what it leaves space for is sparklier yeses. Mm. Especially in my secret garden group which was, it's part of my Everyday Wonderland community, and it was based on Facebook. And every time I would think about leaving Facebook, I would go, oh, but I have to run the secret garden there. And I never want to be referring to my lovely secret garden in that tone of voice. I want to be so excited about it as I, I am for what it is and to not be dragged down by the fact that I have to go through the platform of Facebook with all of my complicated feelings about it. So in saying no to Facebook, because that was really clear to me, it's challenged me creatively to to pick up the pieces of it that I definitely want to keep, that my members, my secret gardeners, are telling me that they definitely would miss if they went away, and finding other ways of, of giving those things. And I, I have some secret ideas that I'm working through right now that I'm just so excited about, and um, um, I really want to preserve this feeling of, of finding these solutions for the first time, because this is the bar for my new projects.
1: I can't wait to hear off-air what you're thinking. Oh, I'll tell you. (laughs) Oh, please do. But I just, I mean, I want to reflect on the fact that I love that you're leading by example. You're being so bold in your choice to leave social media, to leave the Facebook group, like, very easy platform. That's very stressful, though. Um, You're saying, no, I'm going to set the example so that also others can see. It is possible. But I love that leaving social media, leaving Facebook has become its own art project. Mm. (laughs) Like you have had to, or been inspired to is a better word, develop different systems, different ways of communicating and, you know, deeper, more reflective, um, intentional art because you're not just responding to social media posts.
0: Yeah, responding is a word that I've been thinking a lot about lately in terms of the reactivity of our online communications. And while I kept owning for myself and telling myself, this is a creative challenge, it took just a little bit of a vocabulary tweak from you, Grace, to show me that, yeah, this is an art project.
1: It totally is. And it's very inspiring. I think that it's brave, though, and I think that you should give yourself some credit if you aren't already for the fact that you're listening to your community, you're developing what they need, but you're taking a bold leap that most of us are not brave enough to take. So I hope we look back on this, you know, in a year to come, two years to come, whatever time it takes and go, well, I know, you know, hear people say, well, I learned from Zondra Robinson Burns that I could do this. (laughs) I think we'll hear that in the future.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm already I'm already so grateful, Grace, for you and many other members of the Everyday Wonderland community who are being brave with me and are voicing their concerns alongside their equal trust in me to address them and find new ways. So I I want to thank them as I I know they're listening. So you know who you are, and thank you for being bold with me on this adventure.
1: It is an adventure, and it's so exciting. So I can't wait to see what happens.
0: Well, what would an adventure be without an evening around the campfire?
1: That was beautiful, Zandra. I never could have, I never
0: would have thought of something so clever to say. So thank you for that. That was beautiful. We call these campfire episodes. And this is our second one because it feels like we're sharing stories around the fire. And this one, we have prompted you, our audience, with the question, How have you grown? And the question was born from, our off-air discussion around what we want to create in quarantine and how we want to tell that story in the most art life way possible.
1: I think that understandably in the past many months that it's been there's a lot of venting online and um, and within our friend groups Um, and again that's valid and needed and but we wanted to facilitate a conversation about the opportunity that the solitude or the quarantine has given us or the the creative projects we've launched we wanted to open a space for our community to share positive or encouraging stories and boy were we just gifted with amazing shares from our listeners Don't even need marshmallows. So sweet. (laughs) (laughs) They're so sweet. So we are going to be sharing our listener submissions to the question,
0: how have you grown? Our first campfire share is from Louisa, who left us this note. Dear Zandra and Grace, please see below. My filmmaker and podcast lover brother-in-law did the recording. He's long wanted a podcast to capture what it sounds like to be in Mississippi, so you'll hear a lot of my back garden ambient noise around me. May your week be nourishing. May you make safety and justice where you do not yet find it. May you rest for the marathon. May your art continue to be your life. Louisa. So we're going to play Louisa's art
2: project
0: response now.
2: Hi, my name's Louisa and Grace and Sandra have asked me to talk about how I've grown during quarantine. I'm sitting in my backyard right now. Um, just an easy place to start is that I get to spend a lot more time outdoors. I haven't spent this much time outdoors since I was a teenager. This whole time feels actually like a time turner the first several months of quarantine I was told in writing twice and orally once to not work so much and suddenly I had half of all my work days back. And with that time, first half and now all of my work days as I'm on leave, um, medical leave because I'm high risk, I get to ask, like, what do I do with my time now that it's my own? What have I always wanted to do and didn't have the time for? So. One thing I do, that's one of my favorite things, is six days a week, my friend Jimmy and I read a psalm aloud together, and we just catch up about our days. For anywhere between 20 minutes and two hours, we talk about what we see and what we're experiencing. We talk about history, we talk about film. We talk about our histories and the excavation there. And it's been this beautiful snapshot. Today is um, day 101. We've only missed twice. And it's just this beautiful snapshot of how much we've both grown during this time. I think one thing I've learned about myself is something that used to feel like a pathology that made me different than other people is I'm really good in a crisis. Uh, The first week of quarantine, my blood pressure dropped 20 points and my blood pressure's not that high to start with. I'm someone who has learned that it's okay that I deal with a crisis by doing and one of the things I've really learned about myself during this time is that I have such a strong impulse to fix and to do that I have to put that healthy places. So I have a new house and I did things like, I have a secret garden, a wall garden in the back, what you're hearing around me. And so I really worked on bringing it back to life or refinishing my deck as opposed to trying to like forcibly match make two friends. Learning the healthy places to put my desires for control, because that's a lot of what it is. In a chaotic world, I have an impulse to help, but is my help actually desired? And that's also a lot of what I've done with my time, is learning to listen to people who tell me what they need that would be helpful, and figuring out fun and creative and nourishing ways to deliver that help. It's just the gift of time. That's what this year has been. Time to do the work, time to rest, time to be outside. And I hope that this has been a gift of time for y'all as well.
1: And we're back.
0: Louisa, thank you for welcoming all of us into your secret garden.
1: This was so beautiful. To this, The sound design on this <laughs> submission was incredible. It, it made me feel like I was there with her. There's so much that is beautiful in what Louisa shared with us. There's too much, you know, every single thing she said was inspiring. But I really loved this moment where she said, I'm learning to let people tell me what they need. I'm learning to listen to what people tell me about what they need. She is such a nurturer and she's such a community-minded person, but I think that that's been a big lesson for me too. So I just, I love the way she phrased that and um, the way that she's just connecting so
0: deeply with her family and friends. I love how she exemplified the receiving of that as well by letting us listen and be part of her Response. So I I really appreciate the creative way that you've chosen to share this, Louisa. Our next share is from Isabella, who says, I have found that scheduling Empower Hours has been very helpful to more efficiently educate myself with the flood of resources circulating surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement. I got the idea from Gretchen Rubin's Happier podcast. Anytime I stumble on an article I want to read, a video I want to watch, a Black-owned business I want to check out, or a petition I want to read about, I will save or bookmark it. Then I block out Empower Hours in my schedule, where I can dive into everything I've saved and give my full attention to what I'm hearing and reading. Hope you're staying safe and doing well. Warmly, Isabella. So I am
1: definitely going to be enacting that. I think that's a brilliant
0: idea. I knew you would love this one, Grace. It is so intentional and action-based and I want to take on some of this energy in my own life and I'm also it also gives me some gives me some strength to know that Isabella and many others are also doing this work. And it's, it's just so wonderful
1: the way that she reflected on how flooding all of the links and shares can be. And that instead of like throwing her mental state into that oversaturated, overstimulated information overload brain, uh, she, she's just saving the links, bookmarking them. And then coming back to them at a dedicated time. I think empowering. that's empowering. It's empowering. It's healthy. And I, I would guess that she's going to have a lot more useful action. Keep it up. Keep it up. Our next submission was from Valerie. Hi, Valerie. She sent us a lovely email that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. Valerie said, I am, I am. Trusting ourselves. What is that exactly? Trusting that we studied enough or that we can keep our jobs so that we don't miss our car payments. Trusting that we can hold ourselves to not eating sugar when we've sworn ourselves onto a detox. Before this pandemic hit the US, if you had asked me, I would have said, sure, I trust myself. I work hard and prepare for auditions and don't mess up too often. But trusting yourself goes so much deeper than that. When quarantine began for me on March 20th, I had been working three side jobs, in addition to recording the lead role in an animated series. I'm an actress and voiceover artist. I was tired, but I was so busy and I continued to work so hard that I didn't even notice how burnt out I really was. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't work. Everything was closed. My jobs, my distractions, my social events, all of it. What the hell was I supposed to do? How would I survive without my streams of various income? How would I handle all this free time? How would I live without going to Disneyland? But something happened. My mother taught me, when I was very young, how to keep my head above water, enough to make it to shore, no matter the circumstance. Instinctually, I immediately started to find ways around this. I stumbled onto audiobook work, which I could do from home, so I taught myself audio engineering and mastering, and I started to work. And things just started to snowball. My animated series began to work from home, and thankfully, I had built a home studio already, so it was a virtually seamless transfer. I started to work multiple days a week in my home studio. Audiobooks, video games, animation, what the hell was happening? In May, I officially quit my last side job, which was the biggest breath of relief. And for the first time, I didn't have that crippling anxiety from letting a steady stream of income go. I had learned to innately trust myself, because those steady and surefire jobs might not actually always be there. So why not choose the path of joy and discovery if there isn't anything that is a guarantee I know now that not only can I be an actor full time, but that I can learn anything I put my mind to, that I can survive and thrive no matter what, that I don't have to sacrifice my happiness for stability because it does not exist. Yeah, things can still be scary. I still have days where I feel that I will never work again and that I've made a horrible decision, but those days are growing to be fewer and further between the more I prove that statement wrong and the more I trust myself. While we cannot be grateful for a pandemic, I am grateful that the universe gave me a big slap in the face. Without it, I don't know if I would have ever woken up to all that I am and all that I can be xo
0: valerie i have goosebumps valerie thank you for sharing this i hope you get to go to disneyland safely soon (laughs) i hope that for her
1: too and um i will say that i am actually listening right now to one of her audiobooks which has come out already um and I am totally going to link to it in our show notes because it's brilliant. It's called Livingston Girls, and uh, it's written by Brianna Morgan. It's a female-focused YA witchy queer book, and it's wonderful. And it's so cool to listen to Valerie narrate it. So I'm I'm so impressed with her and all that she's accomplished. But but I'm also I'm excited to share her work.
0: I will definitely be checking that out. That sounds cool. What really stood out to me in Valerie's share was that question of trust and how her her answer used to be like, oh, yeah, I trust myself. And just the it's that tone of voice thing that we were talking about before of really sitting with that question over a longer period of time and having different things unravel actually strengthened her strengthened her trust and her idea of what that is
1: it's the difference too like we were talking about earlier of like the abstract sort of concepts of things versus action like she had to prove to herself that she could be a full-time actor by doing it and and that's what made her trust herself rather than just sort of abstractly saying it or, or aiming to plan for the day that she can do that. No, she just had to jump in. She had to, to jump off this, uh, the diving board.
0: There we go again. Our next share is from Lori. For decades, I've had what I thought was a feminist impatience with men who feel uncomfortable wearing feminine colors or prints. I'd met so many men who won't wear a print unless it's got skulls, a football team or camouflage on it, and I had a scornful attitude that they had to get over themselves, that wearing a floral won't kill them. I didn't realize how much cis privilege went into this attitude of mine until I started making masks to give away to hospitals and community groups. I had to think about including gender neutral and masculine colors and prints because it is not for me to dictate that all people including trans men and non-binary people, must feel comfortable wearing pink and sparkles or whatever else is on my personal approved list. I can't know why any given person feels discomfort wearing something or other. It's not my business. Nobody owes me an explanation or has to pass some sort of test for me. Especially if I'm going to make and give away something because I want to show other people that I care. I should listen to them about themselves. It took me a long time to recognize this simple truth. This is
1: so much growth right here. I loved the phrase feminist impatience, because that's (laughs) definitely a a whole mood that I can relate to and now name. But this was such a reframe for me as a reader, because I, I... definitely relate to that impatience and I'm so grateful that she expanded my mind here um with this story from from her mask making from her her like business that she's launched um it opened up my perspective and I think it's really valuable what she shared
0: Laurie thank you for sharing this story with such clarity and Certainty because it is one thing to recognize this internally and include some variety of fabric in your own quiet service that you're doing, and it's another to be humble about what you have learned and to pass that on to us and to everyone listening so that we can all learn from your learnings too.
1: Exactly, thank you. Our last share is from Sean. Sean said, Dear Grace and Zandra, The most important lesson I have learned during quarantine is how to live a life that isn't defined by making money. During quarantine, I was forced to leave my job of seven years. It was scary. For seven years, my main source of self-worth came from my ability to reliably clock in each day to a job I hated. A job that sucked the joy out of my life. I was so proud of myself for just sucking it up. Proud of the fact that I hardly ever took a sick day. That I would often come in on my days off or stay later than scheduled. I also worked the overnight shift, so I had so much pride in the fact that I could do this shift that caused me to have an awful sleep schedule never exercise, and eat really shitty food. I had pride in all this because I had internalized the narrative over years of conditioning that I was only a worthwhile human if I had a job, could always pay my bills, and contribute to a corporation. I internalized the narrative that my passions were for fun, but my job shouldn't be. There were so many days over the seven years I worked this job that I wanted to quit and follow my passions, but I was afraid. I was afraid that I wouldn't find another job with a steady paycheck and health insurance, but I was most afraid of what people would think of me. What would people think if I quit my job without having anything else lined up? What would people think if I told them I wanted to make art my career? Well, COVID-19 made that choice for me. Back in April, I was laid off from my job, and a few weeks ago, I was offered my old job back. And I turned it down. I turned it down because over the two months I was laid off work, my life completely changed. I began having a regular sleep schedule again. I was eating good food that made me feel good, and not just because it would help me stay awake during my shift. I was even able to establish a regular exercise routine for myself that has helped the relationship I have with my body. The relationship I had with my body and my health was completely altered because I had come to see myself as the brilliant, complex human I was instead of just someone's employee. During this time, I had also begun to realize my potential to follow my passion of being a full-time artist, and as I write this, tomorrow I will be leaving my hometown of 20 years to live in New York City for a month before making a long-term move to Philadelphia, and continue my life as an artist and activist in a city I love. None of this would have happened if this pandemic hadn't shaken me out of my comfort zone as much as it did. I don't want to make it sound like I'm downplaying the pandemic because it is a horrible, evil force that is doing so much damage to people around the world, including many who I love. I'm choosing, though, to make the best out of a curveball that's been thrown my way because of COVID-19 and no longer... Live my life solely for the company's bottom line, but instead throw myself into trying to make this world a little better in a way that I am uniquely equipped for. I also know how privileged I am to have had this opportunity to leave my job, collect unemployment, and make time for self reflection. For too many people in this country, it's not an option to choose between one's health and mental well being or their current job but this should be available to everyone. Everyone should be able to take care of themselves without fear of losing their souls and even their lives. I will use this privilege to find ways to fight for those who have to work in awful working conditions just to make ends meet. Living a fulfilling life should not be a luxury.
0: That's what I learned during quarantine. Love, Sean. Thank you, Sean, for this narrative of your journey and for sharing all of the, especially all of the things that you used to pride yourself for in aid of telling the story of how you realized what really matters to you and, and to others. So thank you for sharing
1: that with us. I'm so happy for Sean and I just want to report back because he sent this the night before he moved to New York for a month and at the time that I'm reading this he's actually just completed that month and he's now moving into an amazing place in Philly and I just want to congratulate him on this incredible journey that he's been on the past few months and I'm just so happy for him. I'm happy to see him happy and uh as a philadelphian as someone who's you know from there um the city's lucky to have you and i can't wait to see all the good you contribute to the art scene there
0: i can't wait to see what's next for you sean i've always known you through an art lens so it feels this feels right at home so i am cheersing you i am cheersing everyone around the campfire who shared and who is listening Cheersing you a toasted marshmallow, which I snuck. (laughs) I'm
1: so overwhelmed by the beautiful writing and thoughtfulness of our community. So thank you, everyone. Thank you.
0: Grace, what is the art life? The art life is
1: making this world a little better in the ways that we are uniquely equipped for. That's something Sean wrote that I've stolen and paraphrased a bit, but it really struck me in his piece, and I think that it's something we can all reflect on.
0: Zanja, what is the art life? The art life is joy. This is a word that came up in a couple of the campfire shares, and it's a word that i have been thinking about too in what i'm uniquely equipped for and i i am committed to finding joy when it's hard and finding joy through serious topics and i feel like that's what we're we're doing here now sitting around in a circle is is finding the joy through difficult times and sharing them together.
1: I'm that that is absolutely it, and it's something that you do so well. And I'm just I'm so glad that that everyone listening was able to hear the rest of the community hear stories from other listeners. I, it's so inspiring to see the way that you lead your life with joy, Sandra, and find it in in hard hard times, but also to hear how so many of our
0: listeners have done so as well. I am so thankful to everyone who shared, to everyone who's listening, to everyone who's listening a a year from now or whenever you find this. We are this art life community and I am grateful to share this space with you. So if you enjoy this show, if you find friendship, in the show, then please invite a friend of yours to also cuddle up around the campfire with us because we are creating this alongside you and with you and for you. And if you know someone who would love it too, we would love to meet them as well. Yeah, we're
1: making this show for all of you and with all of you. Um, And we just wanna invite as many people as possible to join us around the campfire. It's a special place. It is a special place. So when you're not podcasting around a campfire, um, and when you're creating elsewhere, uh, you're doing that all over the place. So um, please tell our new listeners who've been invited by their friends,
0: (laughs) (laughs) where can people find your art? Hi, welcome. Welcome. It's actually quite simple now that I've left social media. You can visit me at HeroinTraining.com, and that will show you the way to my essays, to my art projects, and I've mentioned my community, Everyday Wonderland. You'll find the key to that there as well on HeroinTraining.com, and Everyday Wonderland lately has been especially informed by the art life and creating this campfire atmosphere. So while we are based in a secret garden, we we sometimes have some campfires too. Grace, where can everyone find your art? Well, especially living in
1: this con- continuously quarantined time, um... Um, All of my art is posted, compiled, created for, or shared through patreon.com slash gracegordonofficial. I share everything from the art that I'm consuming and talk about it with my patrons to modeling work, videos, uh, blogs, all sorts of things. Um, I'm taking the opportunity right now to, to create for Patreon, um...
0: And it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so you can check me out there. Pretty cool indeed. Well, everyone, from my side of the world, I wish you all a good morning. And from my side of the world, I
1: wish you a good night. Bye. Bye.
0: This is The Art Life. Heroin Training Podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zondra Robinson-Burns. You can find us online at theartlife.show and send letters to The Art Life, Care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91607, or email us at herointraining.com. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory.